thanks for joining us for the Step Out and Thrive Ministries podcast with me, Bethany Boring. Just a side note, just in case you start listening and you're going, huh, I'm listening to this and I might be some missing some visual content. The truth is you might be because this is what we do. Every week over at YouTube, release one video and on that video is obviously visual content as well. So this is just the audio from those videos. So if you would rather watch and see at the same time, you can definitely check us out on YouTube or at the website stepoutandthrive.com. But this is also a great avenue, right? So I'm just encouraging you to sit back, let's take a deep breath together, and this time just spend laughing, enjoying yourself, get the brain going, maybe get your Bible out, and let's enjoy some Step Out and Thrive time together. Have you ever felt like you are between a rock and a hard place? Like life is just not happening right? It's the time in your life where something may not happen like it's supposed to. And as a result, you're stuck with two kind of choices that, well, honestly, you're not completely sure which one you want to take. Neither option really sounds good at all. So what does God have to tell us about being between a rock and a hard place? Oh, join us today so we can find out. Okay, so let's start this conversation at rock bottom. Here's my son, Caden, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the joys that he found and, well, how we even got to making this video in the first place. So I'm here with my middle son, Caden, and he got to do something really cool. So yesterday after church, we decided that we were having such a good day, it was warm weather outside, and he grabbed one of his kits that he got for Christmas because Santa was like, awesome this year and Santa may or may not have known that he loves to do science stuff and so Santa got him a what a geoid kit a geoid kit try to say that like 20 times fast so Kaden what are geoids geoids are rocks that are hollow with crystals in them okay so they're hollow rocks with crystals in them so from the outside they look like a normal rocks right so how are geoids formed? Because they're formed differently than other rocks. So how, like, how, how long does it take for a geoid to form? It takes about, well, it usually takes more than a thousand years. A thousand years, wow. So these things are making rocks. So how does it form? Like is it something that could just happen in the side of the street here? Or like where could I go to find a geoid? So you'd have to go to like a volcano or a big hole to wow. find them. So they're actually a part of a really messy environment. Like you wouldn't necessarily want to go hunt for one of these guys, is what you're trying to tell me. So it's in a volcano. So, okay, so what I'm gathering from you, just let me know I got this straight. So geoids are formed over like a thousand year time. Like it takes forever for these guys to form. Inside of these things are crystals, but in order for the crystal to form, it had to have one time, but also two space, because it's hollow in the inside, right? So it had to have air and space in order for these things to form, correct? Okay, so what did you do yesterday? So you had these rocks, tell me what you did with your process. We broke them. Okay, so you just went, boom. No. No, so how did you break them? I had to go carefully and make a line. 
with a hammer. Hammer. So was it like, or like how did you? Uh, it's like. Why'd you go lightly? Because if you go hard, it will all break into really small pieces. Oh, so you had to go lightly because you wanted to make sure they were in the, intact, like the crystal inside of it. You know what you were going after. So you had to go lightly, you had to take your time. It was a process, is basically what he said. Because I remember when you first started, you're like, oh, this isn't going to take that long. You had your safety goggles, and you were just going to go out there. But it took a while, didn't it? And you had two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your favorite? Which one was your favorite that you did? I think it was the big one, since mm -hmm. the big one had a big hole and stuff, and the smaller one really didn't have that big, like, it was kind of hard to see the hole. That's right, we had to sign a flashlight in it. So every geoid's different, everything inside of them is different. So that is such a cool analogy, Caden. Thank you so much. And the thing that I really loved about this is that when he was doing it, I just kind of felt like God was like quieting me and I was just watching. Like, you know, as a parent, you can get to that point where you're enjoying your child so much, but yet God starts talking to you and you're almost having like two conversations. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching Caden chip away slowly at these rocks. And God kind of told me, like, that's what I get to do with you. You see, sometimes in our lives, like we have this hard outer shell because we know that something's bothering. We know that there's something that's in our lives that are so hard and so complicated and so big that we don't even think we could go through it. And yet God slowly chips away, slowly, because he knows it's a process. He knows it's not gonna happen just right away. So he slowly starts chipping away and chipping away and chipping away because he knows what he's after, right? He knows that there's something underneath the surface. He knows that we're not just this hard outer shell. He knows that there's crystal. He knows that there's value. He knows that there's something just irreplaceable in the surface, but it can't just be whacked over because if he did it really hard, if he did it all at one time, there'd be nothing left, right? Exactly. So that's what I was watching and that's what God was sharing with me yesterday. So today, like I said, we're gonna talk about how it feels to be between a rock in a hard place. You know, watching him. What do you think is going to be inside there? Um, gold. So, where did this phrase come from? Between a rock and a hard place. Well, believe it or not, it actually was coined in the year 1907 in a place called Bisbee, Arizona. And believe it or not, I've actually been there. I actually lived probably 20 minutes away from that for a couple years out of my life. So this is really neat because what happened in 1907, there was a financial crisis, huh? I wonder if any of us know anything about that. But the financial crisis at that time was between mine workers, specifically copper mine workers and the mine owners. You see, these mine workers were going into the mines really early in the morning, leaving incredibly late at night, working hard without hardly any breaks, a lot of labor, horrible conditions, and encountering a lot of health risks. And the mine owners really just wanted the profits of it and didn't completely understand what the mine workers were going through. Well, basically the mine workers confronted the mine owners and they did not get anything that they wanted. And as a result, the mine workers found themselves as, you guessed it, between a rock and a hard place because they either lost their jobs and had to be living in poverty because really there was nothing else for them to do at the time or they had to go back to work at a place where they didn't get hardly any pay and were absolutely miserable. So that is really where the phrase came from between a rock and a hard place. Now, do you feel smart? 
A really cool story that God brought to my mind when you think about between a rock and a hard place was actually found in 2 Kings and I wanted to spend some time just um, kind of checking the story out with you guys. So if you got your Bible, go ahead and turn. If not, there'll be words that pop up on the screen and you can follow along with me. So it's actually in 2 Kings chapter 6. And it's about the story about Elijah. And some of you guys know it's the servant that was in the house with him. Uh, Elijah had made the king of Syria really mad because basically he was telling the king of Israel where to go so that the king of Syria didn't attack him. How did he know that, you ask? Well, because God told him. And the king of Syria obviously didn't like that because he wanted to attack the Israelites and rule. <laughs> because, like, why wouldn't he want to do that? But in this phrase is that the king of Syria found out about what Elijah was doing, obviously wasn't that happy, and decided to send men down to the place where Elijah was staying, surround it, and basically take him. They wanted his life. They wanted to know what was going on with Elijah. They wanted Israel. So here's where this whole scene takes off. And the servant wakes up in the morning, and this is what happens. So when the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning, and I'm sure he had his coffee, <laughs> and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots were all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Has not, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes so that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man to see, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire and was all around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against them, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness and according with the prayer of Elisha. So this story is really amazing. I encourage you, you've got time to go ahead and read the rest of it. But I'll save that for your Bible study time later. But here's some two things that I really want you to see in this story as it's according with the whole between a rock and a hard place situation. Number one. Did you notice something in there? Did you notice something about what the man first did, what the first servant first did? He took a look with his human eyes, and then what happened? He got afraid. Fear is a real thing, and I think a lot of times we don't really want to sit with it very long. I mean, of course we don't. It's fear, but we don't really own it. We don't accept it. We don't acknowledge it, and we don't know how to act on it. So the first thing that I walk away with with this whole story about between a rock and a hard place, when we find ourselves in those situations of life that don't feel comfortable at all, when we find those relationships that are falling apart, when we find those old memories coming back again, when we find us feeling alone and just hard on the outside and just scared on the inside, when we find our place there, it's normal to feel fear. It's normal to accept that it's there. It's not necessarily a negative thing, but I want you to spend some time alone with God and go, God, what is going on right now? What is going on inside of me? Sometimes the answer is obvious, but sometimes we just need to go and realize that we are in a hard place, that this world is full with trouble, that we are in the middle of the world. This is not heaven. We are not there yet, and we are going through troubles here on this earth. 
take a minute and just sit there with that because I think sometimes we breathe so far past that that we want to pretend like we're the strongest Christian ever that we never go through hardships and we do we need to be able to feel that emotion we need to be able to accept the fear in our lives but also take action on it and part of that is what I go with number two the second thing this man did the second thing the servant did was he went for who he went for Elijah he said Elijah this is what I'm seeing with my own eyes. I stepped out of the doorway this morning and I saw that we were totally surrounded by these enemies and I don't know what to do and I'm scared. When was the last time in the middle of your chaos, in the middle of your mess, in the middle of everything that you were going through, you thought to pick up the phone and call a friend? Do you have those people in your life that you can pick up the phone, that you can say, let's meet for coffee, that you can say, hey, I'm seeing my life this way. Am I seeing it correctly? Because I'm telling you, when we go through life and we go by our own sight and we go by what we're seeing in our own human eyes, you all, we are not going to be able to see correctly. There are so many times in my life, especially within the last couple years, that I've had friends, deep, authentic friends that have come alongside that I've had to let in. It doesn't happen normally. I've had to let the hard shell down and say, yes, I know there's treasure deep in here. I know this is a hard place. I know that I can get through this, but I am struggling and I am feeling fear right now and I'm feeling anxiety right now and I'm feeling shame right now and I'm feeling guilt right now and I'm not sure if I am gonna make it because I feel like I'm surrounded. I don't see that there's gonna be a way through this. I need you to show me, I need you to see. And what they will do, if they're the right kind of friends, <laughs> they will sit there and they will pray with you and they will walk with you as you can go together before the throne of God and say, we don't have the answer, but God, we know you do. Give us the eyes so we can what? See, so we can see the way that you do and trust that it's a process, and to trust that it's gonna be hard, and to trust that it's not gonna be easy, and to trust that hammering doesn't always feel good all the time, and to trust that we're not gonna run away from this situation, and to trust that the God that holds us up by his righteous right hand will not let us go right now. See, this story is so powerful because it lays out those two very things that we don't wanna do. We don't wanna feel, and we don't wanna admit that we're going through something hard. So I challenge you, if you are in that position, if you are in that position right now where you feel like you're between a rock and a hard place, where no solution sounds like the good solution, can I encourage you to do those two things? To sit quietly with God and say, God, what am I seeing right now? What am I feeling right now, God? Is it okay if I feel? <laughs> Wrestle with that, but also God, I need your eyes so I can see. I need your eyes so I can see the people that I can trust to go to. God, I need the eyes so I can see and trust you. Because right now, all I see is things that are going to hurt me, are things that are going to harm me. God, can you show me your truth? So can you do that? I'd like to walk with you as you go through this journey because you know what? Life is kind of harder than <laughs> messing up your coffee in the morning and broken coffee makers. I realize life can be hard and challenging. And so I hope this message encourages you. I want you to spend time in 2 Kings chapter 6 this week because it really is a powerful message. And I would love to hear what you're doing in the comments below. Comment below if you've maybe gone through something rough in your life or comment below if you've got friends two or three that are walking alongside of you. Comment below if maybe you don't have a friend and I can pray for you this week that you have those friends that you can come alongside. 
comment below maybe if you're like connecting with your emotions if you're like yo Bethany I don't know if I can feel that I don't know if that's right to feel that I don't know my emotions are so big inside of me I'm afraid to even let any out let me know how I can support you and encourage you this week because I would love to do that remember dare to do more than just survive step out and thrive Hope you enjoyed this video today and looking forward to see you guys again in the future. Have a great week and remember, between a rock and a hard place, God still has you, you are seen, you are loved, and you are His. enjoy today's step out and thrive ministries podcast and hey if you did i would love to connect and of course i would love it if you would share this on social media so first of all if you're listening to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app would you do me a favor to subscribe and also if it's got star ratings would you care just to take just a second to rate it uh good comments only <laughs> but seriously i uh, would love the ratings and would love um to be able to get this information out to other people that may enjoy it second of all make sure you check out the website stepoutandthrive.com and just as a reminder i'm available for coaching both single coaching and group coaching but also i'm available as a speaker i love to travel around the united states inspiring and motivating people to not only connect with some other people but to connect with god and connect with god's story that he's already doing and to look and see it in amazing ways. So if any of that interests you, make sure we connect and also check out all the other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We are present. So without further ado, until next time, dare to do more than just survive, step out and thrive.